Welcome to the Parenting is Heart Work podcast. I'm Dr. Scott Taransky, and I'm here with Elena Speslot from the Netherlands. And we love to talk about parenting and equip parents. Elena, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we talk about a very good topic, actually, we've, which we haven't uh, shared until today on the podcast, which is how do we as parents, caregivers, um, support those, the leaders or the authorities who are working close to our children, whether it's their school teachers, whether they're caregivers that are looking after them after school or whether um, it's just anyone really who comes in contact with our uh, children who have a authority. Um, and I know, Dr. Scott, that you have um, worked with uh, families, uh, but also with um, authorities, right? Uh, to And you know very well um, how that relationship, how, that, how, how important it is um, for children to understand that relationship in general to to respect authority but also how they how we need as parents to position that and how we can help them so how would you um advise parents or how would you uh, give them um let's say um word of warning when it comes to authorities well, what people would they work with what would be the things you would you would recommend to do and to be aware of i would say usually this problem comes to me uh, in the form of a problem, I, I should say it that way. Uh, other leaders and authorities in a children's life are very important. Mm. And teaching our children how to respond to them is very important. But here's how the problem comes to me, one mm. of the ways. Mm. It comes this way. It says, uh, my co- the coach on my son's ball team's yelling at him, mm. and it's unfair, so I'm um, going to pull him out of the league. He doesn't want to go out, but I'm going to pull him out anyway. Or I'm going to go and confront the coach. and and so on. So that's one way it happens. Another time, way it happens is that we've got an older child who's got friends and going the wrong direction, and, and uh, we're trying to get them involved with other leaders and authorities, like a youth group leader and so on. So that's another way this comes. Let's talk about the first one, because I think that sometimes parents are so quick to protect their children from mm. leaders who do it differently than we do, even yelling. And we don't think yelling is a good thing to do with kids. Mm. But sometimes the real goal here is not to put our children in an ideal atmosphere, but to teach our children how to relate Mm. in a situation that is not ideal, where people are sinning or people are broken or whatever we're seeing in life. Now, I don't don't have a problem going to the coach and saying, hey, look, I don't think yelling at my kids is a good idea. But Mm. uh, I also think we could say to our son, to to our child, you know, your son is... um, uh, I mean, you, son, are in a situation where your uh, your child, your coach is yelling at you, and and that's not right for him to do. But let's talk about how you can relate to him more effectively. Mm. So mm. I think that also is valuable. I remember a time my son Josh, when he was about twelve years old, um, I was his baseball coach, and uh, my goal as a baseball coach was to be nurturing to the k- kids and. Mm-hmm. And Josh and I would talk about it. He was a pitcher on the team. And so um, what we tried to do was um, evaluate the different coaches, evaluate the other leaders on the team. And we played some pretty nasty coaches. I'll tell you, they were yelling mm-hmm. at people mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. And Josh would say, I never want to be that kind of a person. Mm-hmm. I remember one, one particular game, uh, a final uh, playoff game that we were playing against this team and this other coach was just plain mean Mm. and he was yelling at the ref and uh, the umpire and he was yelling at the um at the players and 
he's yelling at me and as the other coach. And so, you know, we talked about that. We ended up losing the game mm-hmm. that day. But, man, we said, you know, I don't want to win if that's what it has to be. So we had this conversation. Okay, then here's the interesting thing. A few years later, my son was still playing ball. He's getting ready to graduate from Little League uh, in the, uh, you know, the high school level. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I got a call that said, please make sure your son comes to the awards ceremony. Mm-hmm. And said, so I said, okay. So we went, we weren't even going to go, but he went, we went to the awards ceremony and they, they gave my son an award for sportsmanship, good sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person gets a, an award in the whole little league for sportsmanship. And they chose my son to do that. He was a catcher at that time. And he would be talking to the players and encouraging them and so on. And, and people noticed that. And so he was nominated to be that person. But the unique thing about it that we always remember now is that the person who had risen to be the head of the league was that mean coach we'd played before. Now he was the one giving out the trophies and he's the one who gave that trophy to my son and my son. Wow. He was so encouraged that he Mm -hmm. was able to receive that gift. And it just was a statement that here's this mean dude giving a, giving a trophy for good sportsmanship to my son, Josh. Mm -hmm. Now I think we, we want to help our children. You know, we want to help them in life to be able to deal with the authorities that they find themselves in. Sometimes we're quick to move our child to a different classroom because this teacher doesn't get my child. Well, maybe our child needs to get the parent. And so we spend some time teaching our children how to respond better to the to the teacher, that te- not a parent, but a teacher in that uh, situation. So I, I just think let's be careful with other leaders and authorities that we don't overprotect our children, but we teach our children how to relate to people that they don't know very well and give them some solutions that would be most helpful. Yeah, I, I can only I can only agree with that. Although until very recently, and it's maybe perhaps because I have young children, I tend to be very protective. But it, it, I think sometimes we do have the tendency, and it's not necessarily um, intentional, uh, but it's so instinctive somehow to protect, to you know, to take them away from from the the, the um, let's say the things that we consider inappropriate or. But until recently, when I actually realized um, more and more, I, I start to realize more and more that uh, the way we live in this world, we are surrounded at every point, at every time by people who are living differently than us, acting differently than us. And it's just not possible to continuously protect our children by trying to create this bubble in which they live. Um, so I think indeed, uh, it's it's harder perhaps for parents, but it's so much sustainable so much more sustainable and also for the future for them to actually put um a more effort into helping children uh deal with with um yeah with the environment around them and teaching them how to respond and perhaps so many parents have trouble with it is because maybe sometimes they themselves don't know how to respond or maybe then themselves feel uh-huh. they feel broken or they feel um, like they are not responding in the right way. So I think it's a test also for us as parents to think, okay, um, how, how do I lead here by example as well, you know? Um, and I did hear so many times, and I, and I think it's very true that children don't just listen to us, to what we say, but they look at us uh, and they end up actually um, mimicking what how we are like, you know, what we are doing. So, um, yeah. What encouragement or yeah, what, what kind of um, advice would you have for parents that feel that they cannot really be an example for their children because they feel that they themselves are not necessarily strong enough or appropriately 
um, wise to <laughs> to stand in the society. I mean, you know, we are different as Christians at the end of the day. So how would you say sure. to these parents? Well, I think the family's a laboratory for growth. I, parents tell this to me all the time. They say, look, mm. uh, I can't teach this to my kid. I have my own anger issues. How can mm. I teach him how to mm. deal with his anger? And I said, you know, what a great opportunity. I mean, mm. uh, this is the family we're talking about. This is a, the place where we learn and grow. So uh, share your struggle in this area with your child. If you have a desire for revenge or you want everything to be justice mentality and that's not fair and so on, that's a problem in life. It creates a lot of, of problems for parents who, um, and children who, who want to balance the scales of justice and, and they're looking out for things that aren't fair. It just makes an angry person. So yeah. um, I, once we realize that, then we can, it's just such a great lesson for children to learn. Wouldn't it be great for a child to say when they grew up, you know, I was really struggling with this area and then I knew, found out my mom was too. And so uh, it really helped me in my growth to see that i was learning at the same time my mom was yeah. i just think that's that's yeah. what the the family's all about yeah yes no i fully agree and I, I think it's just fine absolutely fine to be open and honest with our children because we are sinners just as they are and we can be honest and open to to share with them that we're you know we're also on a journey and we're also uh, working to and asking for god's grace for us to to become wiser and it's okay for our children to sometimes point out to us um, if we're not <laughs> appropriately speaking mm -hmm. of, I think that's absolutely fine. You know, I think it's better to, to be like that uh, rather than just to have this uh, expectation on ourselves and also um, uh, on how we are perceived by our children that we always have to be on our best behavior. That's just, you know, otherwise we just become hypocrites. And I think that's just, that's not the, you know, the way we want to be seen. But Dr. Scott, um, how do you um, recommend to deal with, um, if not running from, from the problem, let's say there are, how do we make our children stronger? Um, let's say there are situations which are really, you know, can be toxic for children. Uh, and it's, let's say there are real situations which are impacting them. Um, if we are not running away or if we are not taking our children out of that environment, um, is when actually when do you recommend us to take our children out of that environment and when do you and how do you recommend if we decide to leave them there um, how do you recommend to make them stronger well i'm going to tell you a story about my own father and how he worked with me mm -hmm. but let me say that if you're going to take your kid out because you feel like it isn't productive then you can go ahead and do that i'm not saying you can't all i'm saying is that at least ask the question might it be good for my child to stay in this situation learn how to how to uh, deal with this if so, then, you know, then we teach them something very different. And that's what we're trying to help them with. So let me tell you a story. Mm. I was in fourth grade. My uh, class, the, the PE teacher came into the class to adjust the height of the desk with mm -hmm. an Allen wrench. And he told everybody to be quiet, don't talk. But there was some talking going on on my side of the room. It wasn't me, but he thought it was me. And so he came in thumped me on the head with the allen wrench mm. and i it hurt and i was i was crying and and i was upset about it it was unfair mm. and i mm. went home and told my dad and i you know i told my dad you know my dad was a powerful guy and uh you know he dad why don't you make get, get this guy fired and uh <laughs> and my dad i really appreciated his wisdom because here's what he said to me after i settled down he said uh i wonder if why 
if you weren't talking, I wonder why the PE teacher came over to you and thought it was you. Uh, mm. Maybe mm. you've developed a reputation for yourself as someone who's goofing off. And, and, uh, and I realized that's probably true. I had probably developed a reputation for myself, and he knew that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he thought it was me. And so he said, well, here's what I would suggest. I know you're not guilty in this situation, but he said, why don't you do this or, or think about doing this? He says, why don't you go into um, back to him and, and apologize for creating a reputation that led him to believe it was you, but tell him it wasn't really you. And I thought, well, that seems like a, I was empowered by that somehow mm-hmm. at, at 10 years old. And I, I went back to school that next day and was sitting in class and I saw the PE teacher go by, asked my teacher if I could go out and talk to the PE teacher. She said, fine. PE teacher walked straight into his room, his office and uh, he's sitting down at his office. By the time I got in there, I followed, I, I went right into his office and stood in front of his desk. And I said to him, you know, I, I just want to tell you, I wasn't guilty yesterday of speaking. I wasn't talking, but I think probably I developed a reputation that led you to believe that it was me, but it wasn't me when you hit me on the head with the Allen wrench. And he didn't know what to say. He was just quiet. He was like shocked or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I just turned around and left, went back to class. And I felt, you know, I felt like a, a big man at that point. I had just mm-hmm. done something mm-hmm. really valuable. It was meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, later that afternoon in, in PE, oh, I remember it very clearly. We're on the asphalt outside and everybody's doing push-ups. And when we're doing push-ups, he says, Taransky, come on over here. And so I got up and came over and he says to me, I just want you to know, that was a very manly thing that you did mm. this morning mm. when you came to me. Mm. And, um, and by the way, I didn't thump you on the head with an Allen wrench. I, I, I thumped you with my finger. Um, and, and I said, Oh wow. Okay. And so I went back and I was, you know, I was so pumped by that. I could go back and do a lot of pushups. I was just, <laughs> I felt like I, I had learned something that day. It's not just about justice. Sometimes we're in, in unjust situations. And when we are, then, then we uh, we can learn how to respond. Now, obviously, in those days, thumping a kid on the head was probably more acceptable than it is nowadays. And I'm not recommending mm. that we allow that kind of thing to happen. All I'm saying is, let's just ask the question. Is there an opportunity for my child to learn something in this unjust situation? Or do I just need to go in and, and rescue him from it? I, those are really good questions we need to ask in order to help our children learn the most from the authorities that we want them to be involved with. Yeah, and I think it's really also important to be mindful of the type of the of the type of child we have. You know, there are children who um, are more sensitive and genuinely more sensible, and perhaps uh, need more support when they deal with people who are harsher and and you know they're more emotional. Uh, maybe sometimes um, have a tendency to to become over emotional. So I think indeed it's so it's so important to just take more things into consideration, not just one, uh, and not um, uh, look at things in in you know uh, from one from only one perspective, but more in 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 a, a sort of a, of a circle um, or um, yeah, contextual way, you know. Yeah, Doctor Scott, thank you so much for that. I think that's so valuable. And um, yeah, I know many parents and many um, school teachers or many authorities, many coaches, like you mentioned. Can at times get get to um, uh, to uh, lock heads, but I I think as Christians we are called to be 
wise, we're called to to love each other. We're called to respond um, in a way that's um, loving. Uh, and I think we should we have the responsibility to teach our children to do the same. Um, and if we do make mistakes, we should indeed apologize. We should um, ask for forgiveness, and we should um, really recognize when when that happens. So, Dr. Scott, are there any um, are there any ways in which we can help our children to become stronger? I don't know. Can we just actually put our children in specific situations at home um, that we can, I you know, we can help them get get let's say more resilient? Because I know, for example. Um, there are so many parents who think we should let um, siblings argue or we should not always, always intervene and be, let's say, um, very micromanaging them uh, because they, they need to find their own their own way to solve problems. I know there are many things out there that um, yeah are um, giving different kind of advice for parents or different kind of perceptions of advice, at least. What's your view um, if you think about that and what, you know, if you bear in mind also the different types of children? Yeah, I would say that uh, we don't want to leave children to fight it out and learn all their solutions on their own. I, I think parents parent because they can offer wisdom and guidance to children. But I do think that once we've provided that opportunity, we do allow our children to experience frustration mm. because when they experience frustration and overcome that frustration, they develop confidence. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we rescue them all the time, but I don't want to leave them alone and, and allow them to suffer or to develop bad habits of just overpowering the sibling in order to get what they want or uh, somehow abusing power in a certain way or using mean words. Uh, that isn't helpful. So I do think we need to be governing the process while at the same time allowing our children to be in difficult situations where they really do need to solve their own problem. Mm -hmm. And, um, we guide them along the path, and when they're out of control or when they've lost, or they're off track somehow, then we pull them aside and we say, look, what you're doing is wrong. We need to try this a different way. Let me give you an idea. Are you ready to mm. try that, or do you need to go take a break? Because you can't continue being selfish here, but I can give you an idea, a tool you can work with your annoying brother. He is definitely annoying. Yeah. I, I agree with you, but um, uh, we can't treat him that way, so mm -hmm. let's work together on this. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that applying some of these um, tips we given we have given parents could really be helpful, and as well as um, praying, um, having a um, a time of devotion and and praying for wisdom, uh, patience can really be helpful as well. So we do encourage parents to take a listen to our other episodes. When in each episode we give many tips, and we we do help parents to. Um, get more into the mindset uh, of biblical parenting and how we are um, uh, sharing, how we are advising them to to think about and to strategize about their children. So do go ahead and give that a list, those episodes a listen, more than 40 episodes by now. Um, and we will be closing our episode soon, but not before, Dr. Scott, um, are there any other thoughts you want to share with parents at this point? I just say it is true that we want our children exposed to other leaders and authorities. So when our teenagers start questioning us and questioning our authority and leadership, uh, it's often good to have them at youth group. I, I just think youth group is a great place for kids to be under someone else's leadership. When children get a little bit older than that and they're ready for a job at 16, 17, 18 years old, I think it's great because now someone else is telling them to get here on time, clean up your mess mm. and focus on your work. I just think 
Other leaders and authorities are great tools that we want to embrace. When the police show up at the door because a child's done the wrong thing, having the child face the music is often a good thing to do. Other Mm -hmm. leaders and authorities have an impact on our children. We then can embrace the lessons learned from them and teach our child through that. It's just a powerful way to bring about change. So Mm -hmm. let's use leaders and authorities as a valuable tool in parent training. Yeah. Yes, I uh, I fully support that. Thank you so much. And until next time, we wish you all a um, blessed summer. And uh, we will we will be posting our episode, new episode, very soon. Uh, take care and God bless. Mm-hmm.